Welcome to Into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Luke Warsham. In for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on all the social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, everything. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Let me thank our sponsors before we get started, because they make it all happen. Renters Warehouse, the uh, professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com in Lebanon for all of their great inventory for your new vehicle. Also, Calvin and Subtle, your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings should come from calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So it's a preseason game day. And so it's it's the first game day of the 2021 campaign for the Titans where there are a ton of expectations. We know Ryan Tannehill's not going to play. We know first-round draft pick Caleb Farley is also not going to play. And there's a good chance we will not see Julio Jones in his return to Atlanta. We won't see... Uh, A.J. Brown, potentially. Derrick Henry, I doubt, does anything. So there's a bunch of key big names. I doubt LaJuan's out there. I doubt Bud Dupree's out there. So your biggest draft pick and your your biggest free agent signing not going to play in the preseason, but that's okay. But there are a ton of players, Luke, on this roster who have a lot to gain from tonight's preseason opener. And I'll let you go ahead and start with your top three players who have the most to gain tonight against the Falcons. Yeah, you know, we're only naming three, but I think you're right that there are a ton of players who, who stand to gain it. It was really hard. My, my first two that I picked out were pretty easy, and I'll name those first. Exactly. And then the third one was a little bit more difficult to get to because I started to get into the weeds of a lot of players that, that have things to gain. I'm going to start at someone that we figure to see a lot of tonight. Really, all three of these guys we'll see a lot of. I'm going to start with Matt Barkley. That's my first player who has a lot to gain. Because the reason that the Titans like Logan Woodside is, is everything cerebral. They like how he processes the offense. They like that he gets the ball to the right place and that he can run the show. And if something were to happen to Ryan Tannehill where he misses a game in two, a game or two, they probably feel confident that Logan Woodside could, you know, execute the offense to a level that would get them to go one and one perhaps in those two games, which is right. what you want. So what Matt Barkley is going to need to show is that he has the same processing ability, but also that he can throw outside the numbers. Cause that's one thing I worry about with Logan Woodside. He doesn't have a very big arm and, and I don't know that he has the ability to throw, for example, you know, a, a 10 yard out route against cover two. I, I struggled to picture Logan Woodside having the mustard in his arm to make that happen. I think Matt Barkley can. So it's not that Matt Barkley needs to go out there and light it up and throw for 200 yards or anything like that. Matt Barkley simply needs to be able to execute the offense, but also like show that he can make big time throws, you know? Yeah, no, it, it's good. Matt Barkley is not one of my three, but I think you're right. He's only been here for right out a week. I think it was, uh, last Friday was his first practice with the Titans. So he had mentioned he's been in some, in some Shanahan-esque type systems before. Uh, and so I, I think Matt Bark is a good one. And I think really Titans fans have not seen Logan Woodside throw the ball from the quarterback position since the preseason two years ago. Yeah. So when, how much when we has... Were, when we were sitting at Kings Bowl doing the A to Z Sports Fantasy Draft is you know the what? last time that I saw Woodside <laughs> You're throw. exactly right. You're exactly right. Two years ago. It's been over, over two years since we've seen him do that in a game. So what does he look like? That And he's going to get the start, you would think, with Tannehill not playing is what Vrabel said earlier in the week, that no Tannehill uh, in this, which makes a lot of sense. So Logan Woodside is going to be very interesting. What do you expect to see from Logan Woodside uh, before we move on to your second player? I expect to see a lot of 10 to 15-yard throws lot of runs with Brian Hill and not much more than that. I think Logan Woodside has improved. I tweeted that the other day. His throws look better. But but to go back to what I was saying about Barkley, I just don't know that he's going to be able to do more than short dink and dunk, whereas at least Barkley 
it has enough arm strength to where you can open it up a little bit. I'm really interested to watch that because I think if Matt Barkley can do something good, mm. it becomes more of an open competition than it's been in practice. Sure. Chris be like, Hey, I was there. Chris was at that fantasy draft there at Kings Bowl a couple years right. ago. <laughs> and then uh, Louis says, didn't Woodside throw a first down pass last season? I think punt. Yes, he did. Which is why I specifically said Titans fans <laughs> have not seen Logan Woodside from the throw from the quarterback position in over two years, because uh, he did throw that as an up back on the fake punt. So, Luke, who is your second player who has the most to gain uh, behind your first one you mentioned was with uh, backup quarterback Matt Barkley? Friend of the Tighten Up podcast, Mason Kinsey is my second Ah. player who has something to prove tonight or or, or things to gain tonight, rather. (laughs) Yeah. Not so much for the Titans, because I was talking the other day when we were at practice with some of the reporters that, you know, Mason Kinsey is buried on this depth chart. This is a really good receiver room, obviously, with the two studs at the top, and then you 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 trickle down. I don't think he has much of a shot to make this team because of that. So what Mason Kinsey needs to do is get on other teams' radars. And you don't do that in practice. You do that in preseason games, I think, yeah. more, more so anyway. So I think Mason Kinsey needs to go out, show that speed that he has, uh, he, he he produced really well in college, though it was Division Three. So he just needs to go out and play well and make plays and get on other teams' radars so that this year perhaps he can get on a practice squad, which he was not last year. Last year he just sat on the street the entire season, even with right. the expanded practice squads. So Mason Kinsey needs to do something to get on a practice squad, whether that's with the Titans or someone else, and maybe even if he's lucky, crack a 53-man roster somewhere else. All right, who's your third guy? Derek Roberson. Derek Roberson uh, has not had a good camp. He doesn't do much. He's really struggled, and I think he's in danger of losing his roster spot. I don't know who he'd lose it to, but you know, preferably someone who does something because your top four outside linebackers are pretty locked in at this point, I would think. Landry, Dupree, Weaver, and John Simon. So mm-hmm. there's a fight for a fifth spot. I, I guess they'll keep five. That's pretty common around the league. But Derek Roberson needs to do something to earn that spot because he hasn't. And when he plays, he doesn't do much either outside of his first career game where he had two sacks on Drew Brees hadn't done anything. So yeah, I want to see Derek Roberson use that speed, use that athleticism that he has to, to wreak some havoc in the backfield. All right. So Luke's three players for the most of the game, Matt Barkley, Mason Kinsey, and then outside linebacker, Derek Roberson. I think those are all good. I, I don't disagree that those guys have a lot to gain in the preseason starting tonight against the Falcons. So I've got my three that I'm about to tell you guys about. But first, let me tell you about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination with for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you know who to go to. Make sure you know who to trust when it comes to your health and dealing with that injury to get back to where you need to be. They've got over a dozen physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute who can specialize in really any type of injury that can go wrong, whether it's uh, your head, your neck, your spine, shoulders, knees, hips, ankles, toes, whatever it might be, they've got you. They're at boneandjointtn.org. And I want to tell you this morning about our friends at MGM because they've got a great deal going on right now. If you download the BetMGM app, sign up on the website, and you use that promo code you see there, A to Z Sports, They're going to give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world. If you've never done it before and you're looking for a little bit of insurance, a little bit of a mulligan perhaps, or if you are a sports betting veteran and you're just looking for a great deal to take advantage of, this is it. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and it's deals like these that make them that. Yep. Uh, Back here on the topic here, Luke just gave his three players for the Titans who had the most to gain tonight. Those three are... Quarterback Matt Barkley, wide receiver Mason Kinsey, and outside linebacker Derek Roberson. Uh, Keelan says, I thought the outside linebackers coach praised Roberson the day before yesterday. Yeah, he said he's having a good camp, but he's missed out on some practice. No, he said he's having his best camp as a Titan. He did not say he's having a good camp. There's a difference there. And I agree with you. I have not noticed Derek Roberson out there nearly as much as I've noticed Weaver and John Simon uh, who have and even Wyatt Ray's been doing more, it seems like, than Derek Roberson. Derek Roberson did smoke Lawan on one rep in, in 11 on 11, 
which led to Lewan saying he looked like trash on NFL Network in his first practice back. But other than that, Derek Roberson hasn't done much. So we'll ask you guys uh, who you're most excited to see here in a few minutes. Chris asked, how's John Simon look? I think John Simon's going to make this team. I think John Simon is the perfect type of veteran edge rusher who can fill a role. He's, he's done some good things in coverage as well. But my three guys, Luke, I've got two rookies um, on the offensive side, and then I've got a linebacker. I think Dylan Radins has a lot to prove uh, in this game tonight because they moved them around a bunch at guard at each tackle position. I don't think Lawan's going to play. Kendall Lamb's been banged up recently, and Ty Sambrilo hasn't uh, been active on the roster for that long after he came back from his injury. I think Dylan Radins can go out there and show that he can be a gamer. He's struggled to catch up in training camp. Look, it's, it is ironic. I thought about this this morning. The Titans' first two draft picks from this draft, they played in combined one college football game in 2020. Caleb Farley had zero. Dylan Radins played in one before the FBS decided to shut down their season because he played for North Dakota State. So these guys have a lot of rust, and I think Dylan Radins has an opportunity to go out there and show his physical capabilities uh, against the Falcons and can really start to work himself up the depth chart, whether they like him at right tackle or just a backup as a guard. But I think Dylan Radins has a lot to prove tonight. Yeah, and it's been a rough training camp for Dylan Radins because we all sort of pinpointed him at the beginning as sliding right into that right tackle competition, and he is effectively removed himself from that conversation. You know, when, when we talk about the Titans right tackle, he might even be fourth right now behind Lamb, Sam Brilo, and David Quesenberry. So I, I think for confidence, but, but also depth chart position, like you said, uh, he could really use a good preseason because practice has, has not gone well for him. Yes, for sure. So the second guy on my list, Luke, is Racy McMath. And it's not about what Racy McMath is going to do at wide receiver tonight. It's about what Racy McMath can show on special teams. Can Racy McMath show in these preseason games that he is worth a roster spot specifically for special teams alone? And I think that's something where the log jam at wide receiver, as you talked about with Mason Kinsey, Mason Kinsey has a lot to gain tonight, in your opinion, for other teams and for a practice squad position, racing math is trying to make this team. And I think his path to doing it is showing his value on special teams. And you don't get, you don't get uh, live special teams reps in practice that really show your abilities. But I think racing McMath, if he can go down there as a gunner and play that position, well, make a nice tackle on a punt uh, tonight, or in, and definitely in these other two preseason games, I think racing McMath can earn a roster spot based on what he does for special teams. Yeah, and he's someone that had like a really nice first couple of days of camp where we were all talking about him and writing about him. And then he just kind of disappeared. Like we haven't seen a whole lot from him in practice in a couple of weeks, really. And so he's someone that needs to come back. He needs to come roaring back and make some plays. I think special teams certainly gives him a chance to do that. But he just needs to show up in some way because – you know, two weeks ago, I was talking about him being a, a relative lock to make the roster, and I still think the odds are in his favor, but I'm not quite as sure as I used to be. So he definitely needs to, to do something tonight and over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and the thing with Racy is, like, if you do cut him after he shows special teams ability, I He's think gone. some yeah somebody's going to claim him off waivers and put him on their 53 just to go say, hey, go chase kicks. And if you get somebody who can go chase kicks that you feel comfortable in, that makes your football team better. And so I think Racy McMath has a lot to prove and a lot to gain tonight. And the third player on my list, Luke, is uh, third-year linebacker David Long. Mm. David Long has, I think this is the second year in a row that David Long looks good in training camp practice. He's yeah. always screaming downhill to you know, disrupt some type of run play. Even though he can't make the tackle, it seems like David Long is finding the running back in the backfield or in the hole a lot during practice. Now, can David Long play the linebacker position? Because Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans are both in contract years. I highly doubt they're going to sign both of those guys after the season is over. 
Uh, so David Long has an opportunity to prove in these preseason games that he has improved as a as a all-around linebacker. Because we know David Long can get the job done if it's an obvious third and run situation. Like we know he can diagnose the run and cares very little about his well-being to go stick his face in it and make a play and has that right level of psychopath to play linebacker. But can he drop back in coverage and not uh, be a liability in coverage and get sucked up in play action pass, which we know Arthur Smith does very well. So my three players, Luke, for the most of the game tonight, rookie Dylan Radins, rookie Racy McMath, and then linebacker David Long. Yeah, I think all those three are, are good choices. And David Long is someone that was really a camp darling and a preseason darling his rookie year. Of course, there was no preseason last year. And he's fighting for snaps at, at this point because, you know, they may go with Monty Rice as sort of the third guy to, to come on in relief of Evans or Brown. Um, he, he needs to give them a reason to put him on the field. Yeah, they drafted Monty Rice in the third round to basically say, hey, that was a wake-up call to both Rashawn Evans and David Long, in my opinion, Oh yeah, of yeah. saying, hey, no, neither of you guys, we're not messing around here. We're drafting a guy in the third round, which that was the – that was the Titans' actual uh, third-round draft pick, wasn't it? They, they, they drafted him in, like, you know, pick 80 or something like that, or 85, mm-hmm. I believe it was, when they traded back with the Packers. Uh, and then Elijah Molden was that pick 100 there, uh, the compensatory pick there. So I, I do think uh, Cam says no way they go Monty Rice over David Long. I think David Long right now is ahead of Monty Rice, but it's about David Long being able to hold on yeah, to definitely. that spot and then maybe – earn more playing time uh, by becoming more trustworthy as a full, well-rounded linebacker. Now, real quick, Austin, you mentioned the name Elijah Molden, and I've seen a couple of people throw his name out. Josh said he wants to see Molden. Lane says that Molden needs to show out tonight. Do we think he's going to play? Yeah, I don't know, because he left practice on Tuesday with some type of injury I don't know and because then in the situational football practice on Wednesday afternoon Elijah Molden was not in uh practicing he was out so uh, I don't know if Elijah Molden's gonna play or not but uh, I would lean towards he's probably not gonna play tonight they might, might want to get him back so we can practice against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh next week on Wednesday and Thursday yeah and Charles says so many injuries geez yeah when you practice like at the rate that they're practicing guys get hurt and then there's still a month to go for the season. So when a guy gets dinged up, it might not be that he's injured. He might just be dinged up and you don't want to, you know, force anything uh, with him. So A to Z sports here live on this Friday. Let's go ahead and get you guys more involved. Which Titans player are you most looking forward to watching tonight? We've, we've, we've talked about who has the most to gain now let's talk about the excitement level. Like, which guys are you most excited to watch tonight uh, in the preseason opener against the Falcons? But first, let me tell everybody about Calvin and Settle. CalvinandSettle.com is where to go. If you want new hardwood floors and finishings, they've got great quality product and fantastic customer service, and they service the entire Middle Tennessee area. CalvinandSettle.com. Uh, Zach always shows off the Rivoli and all the different hardwood floor samples that he's just stashing away in his home from Calvin and Subtle. So go check them out right there. Their phone number's on your screen, 615-448-6414. So if you want to upgrade, improve your home's value, brand new floors is the way to go. And Calvin and Subtle is who to go to. And if you're looking for a great sports betting offer to take advantage of, look no further than our friends at BetMGM. Because right now, if you sign up for their app and you use that promo code A to Z Sports, you're going to get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. BetMGM is the king of sports books. Yes, it is. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Asking the question now, which... Titans player are you looking forward to most watching tonight in the preseason opener against the Falcons Luke I'm gonna go ahead and send you to the comment section to see what the people are saying all right let's see what everybody has to say uh Ken says he's looking forward to watching the entire secondary that's certainly a a poignant position after all of the turnover they had there 
Uh, G-Man says the starters. Hate to break it to you, but I don't think you're going to get that opportunity tonight. <laughs> uh, Rob says Darrington Evans. I think that's a good choice, though. I don't yeah. know how much he's going to play. He's someone that you don't want to give unnecessary care carry. Yeah, to. but I do think you want to get Darrington Evans work because he's a guy like I think a, a good answer is the entire 2020 class draft class, yeah, right? Because definitely. this is their first priest. This is Darrington Evans first preseason. Yeah. Game. Yeah. And a lot of them need to obviously take a step forward after last year. Yeah. Larry says the defense period. I'm certainly interested in watching the defense to see if they're on the same page and, and look to be cohesive like they have been in practice. Charles said, kickers, Fulton, Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, two of those players I'm looking forward to. I don't know how much Fulton's going to be out there tonight. Uh, maybe a little bit. We'll see. Again, jo Christian Josh Fulton, the guy who's never played in a preseason game. Josh so. Reynolds. Well, you know, Josh Reynolds isn't very explosive. But I'm... Uh, yeah, I don't know how much he's going to play tonight. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, I mean, he's been dealing with some type of nagging ailments. I, I hate to call them injuries because they're not like injuries. They're just like he's banged up, right? His yeah. shoulder that Teron Davenport's talked about, maybe something lower body. So I, I don't know if Josh Reynolds is going to get out there and play or not. But I, I thought about putting Josh Reynolds as one of my guys uh, that has the most to gain because he needs to prove his value because all these other guys behind him are chomping at the bit to get after that to earn a roster spot and Josh Reynolds has been on cruise control really ever since he signed. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. Uh, let's read a couple more. The quarterbacks and Rashad Weaver. I think Rashad Weaver, someone that's going to be really exciting to watch. He's flashed some in practice. Mike Vrabel said that that's someone he's excited to watch because he's someone who has improved in practice. Chris says Marcus Johnson, Racy McMath, Brady breeze, three good choices. Certainly. Um, uh, excited to watch the defense. Larry says, uh, and uh, some other people are saying the kickers, which yeah, you know, it's an interesting point because we keep talking about Steven Goskowski. Yeah, I, th I think if the kickers stink in the preseason, Steven Goskowski's price goes up. No, oh, I absolutely, and I'm curious to see how they handle the kickers. Like, is Tucker McCann going to get the entire game? Like, how does it work? If with opportunities, are they going to flip flop kicking duties? Like, who's going to do the kickoffs? Who's yeah. going to do the extra points? How do they go back and forth between McCann and Ficken? Because in my opinion, Thicken has been more impressive mm -hmm. since he joined the Titans than McCann. I think McCann has done better uh, as camp has gotten deeper into it, but I think Sam Thicken's the more talented kicker. Yeah, probably so. They both stink, though. I don't think Thicken stinks. Like, mm. like, like, what has he done that says that Sam Ficken stinks? Other than get just he's just been cut by the Jets. The ball, but I don't think ball. he. I don't think you can yeah. say that anything that Sam Ficken has done we, shows that he stinks. We stood in the back of the end zone on Wednesday and watched him kick, and the ball goes like that. Like you can't really. It goes like sideways. It's not. Yeah, he just great. He it's, just put a draw on it. Come on. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed <laughs> to look like that. No, I know, but I, I don't. I don't think. Like I don't think he's done enough to just say that he stinks. Like there's a lot of kicks that happen in practice, and okay. you know maybe stinks is a bit aggressive. He's not that good. No, now we we want to see what these two guys do in an actual stadium when there's a defense that's thinking about actually blocking it and going after. Like yeah, t team leader on YouTube says Ficken is more proven than what they have than McCain. Yeah, because Ficken's actually. Sam Ficken is not proven just because see, this is the thing that he said he's more proven. He's more proven than McCann, which is true. This is what happens in the NFL is we, we equate experience with proven just because you've kicked in the NFL or just because you've been a quarterback before doesn't mean it, that experience is worth anything. If you've been bad, in but again, Luke, in, like it's not wrong, but neither is team leader who says he is more proven then McCain, sure. you got him on that technicality. But in 2019, no, that's, that's why he commented in 2019, that. Sam Ficken went 19 of 27 kicking field goals for a whopping 70% conversion rate. That's awful. You know what the Titans kicking conversion rate has been the last two seasons? Well, okay, it was historically a lot bad. lower than 70%. It was historically bad in, in 2019. So, yeah, maybe they improve on historically bad. They were they were eight for 18 on field goals in 2019. Yeah. That's under 50%. Worst ever. Yes. And then, and then, uh, 
what was it? Uh, last year they weren't. They were better. They were a lot better than that. But I, I, I still don't you know, know if they were over seventy percent. I agree with Callen here. It gives you a sample size. It does give you a sample size, and the sample size isn't any good. And you know what, Tuck? Okay, so you, you bring up you bring up twenty nineteen. Sam Ficken was what seventy percent? Yeah, seventy percent in the NFL for Sam Ficken at Missouri in twenty nineteen. Tucker McCann was sixteen to twenty two for seventy two point seven percent. And I, so, and I and I would go zero for 24, you know, but but it doesn't matter. It's all bad. Yes, but again, like McCann was was slightly better percentage-wise in the SEC than Ficken was in the actual NFL. Whoop-de-doo. Like, none of this matters. They both are not that good. The track record speaks for itself. These are not guys who are going to magically start making field goals when every day we pull out our little notebooks and we write down and they're missing kicks every day. This is not going to change in the season. Yeah, and Guskowski uh, was seven, as 18 to 26 last year, Kevin says. And take out the Denver game, and then what does that look well, like? Well, you can't take out the Denver game because the Denver game happened. <laughs> you know you know what he did in that Denver game? He won the game. He won the game. You know what he did in week two? He won that game. You know what he did in week three? He won that he won game, game. <laughs> too. Like, that's – like, the, everybody everybody uh, just hating on Guskowski for how much he, how many kicks he missed. He, he got helped the Titans get to 3-0. Yes, he missed the kick against the Steelers. But but let's bring that track record argument back up with Steven Goskowski because his track record is one of the best kickers in the history of the NFL. Yes, fair. And Bafford says we should not be arguing over the kicking game. But that's <laughs> what Mike Vrabel has done to us. Mike Vrabel well, has this is John us. Robinson as much as it is Mike Vrabel. I think it's I think it's a lot of Mike Vrabel. I think it's a Mike Vrabel thing that's happened that this is why we're arguing over this. And then uh, Lucas says, where's Sam Sloman? Sam Sloman's in Pittsburgh, isn't he? Correct. Yeah, so there you go. All right, A to Z Sports. So uh, who are you most excited to watch, Luke? You gave your three guys with the most to gain. We've read your comments about uh, you, players you're excited to watch. Who are you most excited to see tonight in this game? I'm most excited to see Marcus Johnson. He's someone that, ha- you know, this coaching staff loves to talk about consistency. And he has been the king of consistency during practice. Every single day, guy goes out and makes three or four catches, a lot of them really nice, solid hands. He's got speed. He gets open. Uh, he's a tough cover, has been for these Titans defensive backs. I think he's pretty much locked in on the roster at this point. Like I told you before the show, I think what he's fighting for, which is why I didn't put him in players that have something to gain, he's fighting for playing time at this point. Uh, but you know, I'm excited to see if he can go out there in the preseason and continue to, to make these catches and get open and, and get first downs like he has been in training camp. Yeah. And I think, um, I think most fans like watching the, those type of wide receivers in the preseason. Cause they, they can have a night, you know, like, like these, like Marcus Johnson could have six catches for 80 yards and a touchdown and get fans really juiced up about what they have as their like secondary wide receivers. And so I think Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, those two guys who've been the camp darlings at the position are very exciting to, uh, very excited to watch. You ready for my answer? Yes. Who's going to be throwing those guys the ball? Like, I, I'm actually excited to see what Logan Woodside can do hmm. because I, I, I really, because in order for Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Des Fitzpatrick, NWI, Racing McMath, Mason Kinsey, for all these guys to have good games, that means the quarterback has to deliver the football to them. And so yeah. I'm very curious to see how Logan Woodside manages the offense, the passes he can throw, is what types of routes are they running with Woodside? Like, What are they allowing him to do with the throws that he can make? Because we haven't seen him in two years do much of anything, yeah. And so, can he avoid? Uh, can he avoid pass rush? Because what have we seen from the backup offensive lineman, Luke? Not not good things. Not good things. We've seen a lot of OAs and lookout walks <laughs> from those backup offensive linemen. Um, and our boy Adam Kuhn got waved injured yesterday. So Logan Woodside has got to has got to really show up. And can he look electric? Like, can he bring some energy to the offense as the backup quarterback? So I'm actually really excited to watch Logan Woodside deal tonight. Yeah, you know, Logan Woodside is someone we hear about a lot. 
we and I talked about him earlier, but this coaching staff talks about Logan Woodside. But it has been all talk to this point. He's improved. He's gotten better. He's got a grasp of the offense. He works hard in, in, in the film room. He's dedicated. Okay. We keep hearing all this stuff, which is great. He hadn't had an off. It's not his fault that he hadn't had an opportunity to, to prove anything to us. He just hasn't. Yeah. So now he does. Let's see something. Okay. It's, it's time to see the things we've heard about with Logan Woodside come to fruition. And if it doesn't, you have to start thinking about Matt Barkley who I keep wanting to call Sam Darnold because he wears number 14 and he went to USC. Yes. Uh, so here's Bobby says Austin is way too worked up about the backup well, quarterback this there, offseason. There's nothing else to get like, we're just going to get worked up about Tannehill or like, well, here's, well, here's the situation. Cause I was actually, I was literally listening to the, our Titan up podcast uh, with uh, Austin Huff and Jack Gentry this morning. Uh, and they had John Glennon on from Broadway. And John Glennon said something that was probably a jinx. He said that Ryan Tannehill oh, yeah, that. has started 30 consecutive games for the Titans at quarterback. <clears throat> and Ryan Tannehill has a lot of injury history previously with the Miami Dolphins. 30 consecutive starts with a quarterback and expecting that guy to go another 17-plus consecutive starts. Like, if Ryan Tannehill is approaching 50 consecutive starts, that is a – Football miracle from a quarterback perspective for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, not, I'm not saying any quarterback to approach 50 consecutive starts. I'm saying Ryan Tannehill to approach 50 consecutive starts without injury. Yeah. I, I struggle with that only because the injuries that Tannehill had were those like freak major injuries. It's not like he was missing, you know, a game here and a game there with a hamstring or something like that, like Mariota was here. He w- It was like ACL tears and things like that. ACL all, tears, all- uh, shoulder injuries. I don't. I can't remember if he broke his collarbone or not, but he, I think he had one or two ACLs and then a pretty significant shoulder injury in Miami. I'm, I don't know. I'm hesitant. I, I, it's I, just the Titans have, are flirting with disaster with – they're playing with fire, whatever else phrase you want to say oh, yeah. with their backup quarterback position. So I want to see what they actually have in Logan Woodside. Can he be yeah. somebody who can go in there and actually, you know, steady the ship and play pretty well uh, and, and make a couple plays and hand off to Derrick Henry in the regular season. But can he, what, what can he do? And, and we haven't seen him playing a game as quarterback in two years and do anything. I think we have a good point here from Z Thompson that his offensive line stunk in Miami that's part of it too you know the Titans offensive line is a lot better and and probably keeps him upright more Josh says the way he scrambles and goes head first a lot I'm surprised he stayed healthy but I want uh but I think a lot of it is from being a wide receiver learning how to take hits and look that's maybe I'm, I'm trying to think like how many hits I can like big hits not that weren't sacks he's taken as a quarterback for the Titans there have been a couple, but it hadn't been ridiculous by any stretch. I don't no, he, he's he's done a pretty good job of taking care of himself other than almost like blowing his knee out with his finger roll celebration that one time. Oh, yeah. That was – that was. Uh, I forget what game that was. It might have been the Bills on Tuesday <laughs> night. Uh, but, I mean, that freaked everybody out. Everybody about had a heart attack when he like almost hyperextended his knee uh, doing that. Now, so. He, Here's a question about Logan Woodside to return to that conversation. Will Daniel Munyer be able to snap him the football? <laughs> uh, it's such an, it's been an, well, is he going to get the start? Cause I, I, I don't know, know ben, who else no would. point in Ben Jones playing tonight. Ben Jones isn't playing tonight. I wouldn't think. And he's the only other guy they have. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It It's been, it's pretty rough when it comes to the backup center job. So again, like Logan Woodside's going to have a lot to run away from. Well, and, and the Titans have a good backup center in Aaron Brewer who filled in for Saffold and Jones at times in 2020. He's a, he's a quality depth player, but he's on pup right now. So, so he's not available. Yeah, PUP. Yeah. So Aaron Brewer's not, cause it, you, know, you got two people on YouTube just being like, where's Aaron Brewer? <laughs> like, Aaron Brewer is uh, not uh, active on the roster. And so Daniel Munyer is the guy who's been uh, delivering the bad snaps uh, in practice. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. Luke Warsham in uh, for Zach Bingham. Let's, let's get to this question, Luke, because I find this fascinating. This is kind of a, a live poll. 
How many quarters will you watch of Titans versus Falcons? How many quarters will you watch of Titans versus Falcons? It's simple. One, two, three, or four. Are you going to watch everything? A little bit? The first half? I don't know. But how many quarters will you watch tonight of Titans versus Falcons? One, two, three, or four. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. I did two workouts this week at Mandu. You don't have to do two, but I did two this week. Oh I'm feeling extra sore, extra tight, but I need to get back into where I was before the summer fun. Mandu.com. If you want to achieve your fitness goals, they've got the science, the technology with electronic muscle stimulation, and the trainer knowledge to help you achieve those goals. Mandu.com. Your first workout, absolutely free. And our friends at BetMGM still have a great offer going on for you. If you download the app today, sign up, use the promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great chance. Like I said earlier, if you're new to the sports betting world, you're wanting to get your feet wet, wanting to maybe have some insurance, uh, that is there for you. Or if you're a vet and you're looking for just a great deal to take advantage of and you've never tried out BetMGM, it's a great opportunity for you as well. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. It is these sports on this Friday. So a couple topics uh, to get here today on this Friday. But uh, reading some comments, how many quarters do you plan to watch of Titans-Falcons tonight? Uh, I mean, we're getting a lot of liars, I think. Um, a lot of people, like everything says four. I, mean, I know. At that's least Sawyer's being honest. Sawyer on that, Twitch just says zero. That's why I'm saying we're getting a lot of liars. And Louie, John, Omar, Billy, um, Caleb, Alex is being honest. Two. Seth says one. Patrick, four. Clayton, three. More liars with four. Now, uh, Ben now, says he's here for overtime. Let's go. <laughs> I've got a question about the rules because, like, does it count to watch four if someone is, you know, has it on on the background, or maybe they're they're playing a video game or something, and they got Mike Keith in the background. Like, does that count? Yeah, if you're consuming okay. the game, like okay. I'm talking about having it on where you're in the room. Yeah, radio okay. or television. Steven says four. Fude says all four. Swag uh, says four. <laughs> JD just asked how many are there. They're four. Bemo says four. Uh, every second. From our guy on YouTube there, Divine. Lane says two. It'll be on, but the attention to detail will be low. Gene says four. Jordan says all four. I'll be at the game. Now, if you're going to be at a preseason game and stay for all four quarters, (laughs) that is some serious dedication. And Jordan, I don't know if you live in Atlanta or if you're traveling from wherever you live to Atlanta to go to this game. I I hope you're local to the Atlanta area and you're not traveling hours to go to a preseason game and then stay there for all four. That'll be, that'll be me the next two weeks because I'll be at each of the next two. Now the the good news is I'm getting paid to do that. I'm not doing that under my own will and volition. Jordan Jordan does live in Atlanta. So that's fair. So if your favorite team comes to your home city preseason or not, you go to the game. Fair enough for Jordan there. Yeah. All right, Luke. Uh, paid Titans reporter, how many quarters will you watch tonight of the Titans-Falcons preseason game? I mean, I'll watch the whole thing. I'll watch all four quarters because that's what you pay me to do is to know what the heck is going on with this team. And if I tune out before that point, I don't really know. Now, I will say this. Like, I've watched all of the preseason games since you hired me, but there's certainly been a lot of multitasking. Like, I remember when the Pittsburgh Steelers came here, I did a fantasy draft during the second half. We <laughs> we did that fantasy draft during the Logan Woodside game. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, last year there weren't any. I remember my first year, the, there was only one that I actually went to in person, and it was it was against Trevor Simeon and Kyle Sloter and the Minnesota Vikings. That was not fun. Um, yeah. You know, I always have grand aspirations that this year I'm going to not just watch it, I'm going to be into it, know what's happening, but – It'll be on. I'll be watching it. But. All right. So at what point in the game will you start to question the, your, your, like what you're trying to do? Like, like I mean, I, I don't know. At whatever point I'm able to start writing something. Because once I've written something, my attention will, will probably fade away. So 
Honestly, uh, halftime is going to be a big deal for me because <laughs> it's like, like, is am I going to be able to keep my attention through halftime and to come back? Because I view this like a like a Preds late hockey game on the West Coast where it's that second intermission. Will I fall asleep during the second intermission and miss the third period? That's how. Yeah. That's what happens to me in like Preds games. Well, like, I'm not going to fall asleep during halftime because halftime is going to be at like 730. Yeah, it's at not night. that late of a game. No, it's a six o'clock kick. So halftime is not like a pass out, fall asleep or not. It's a more of a it's 730 on a Friday. Do I want to continue to do this? Mm-hmm. And so I honestly, I will probably watch three quarters of the game tonight. Once it gets to the fourth quarter, I'm not, I, I have a feeling I will be mentally pulled away from paying attention to this game. I will do other things. Uh, I will definitely be on Twitter and not paying attention to what's going on in front of me. Yeah. But three quarters is really what I expect realistically for myself to pay attention to. I'll be interested to hear what actually ends up happening Monday morning. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'll share mine too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did we do? When did we get distracted? How deep into this <laughs> did we get distracted? All right. A to Z sports. That's a, you know, we'll see what happens, but I, uh, will Miller four star be playing, get playing time? You would expect oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Lots I don't, you know, will Anthony Ferkser be playing? Maybe. Probably. Danny says, come on, Austin, four string versus four string or when the gifts are given. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Bafford says he's reg- recording it. Uh, Dom says after halftime, the game will turn into some background music. Yeah, that's Honestly. what I was getting at earlier with the, you know, multitasking. Yeah, for sure. All right, Luke, you came up with a very interesting question. I- I'm not sure how this is going to be received. <laughs> An from inflammatory the audience. question. <laughs> this might be received poorly by uh, you guys, the audience. But here's the question: Which coaching staff would you rather have, <laughs> the Titans or the Falcons? And so we're gonna do this in a way where we're gonna focus on the head coach and the two coordinators. So which triumvirate of coaches would you rather have? The Falcons or the Titans? The Titans, we know, we're talking about Vrabel, uh, Shane Bowen, and Todd Downing. The Falcons have Arthur Smith, Dean Pease, and Dave Ragone. So which of those coaching staffs would you rather have? But first, let me tell you guys all about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. If you're looking for a brand new vehicle, it's a, it's a weird time in the car industry, but Wilson County Hyundai is fighting through it for you. WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon, just all right off I-40, exit 236, a beautiful drive to Lebanon, Tennessee, to go get your ride. And Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai will take care of you the right way. They'll find the right vehicle for you, the right price range, the right deal when it comes to what you need to do when it comes to purchasing this car. They'll help you out. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you to Payne Bone and his crew at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today, if you sign up for the BetMGM app and you give them that promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a fantastic deal. Go take advantage of it because BetMGM is the king of sports books. They are the king of sports books, and uh, I believe the Titans are a one-point underdog the last time I checked. Uh, I need the Titans to win that game because I've got the Titans, the Bills, and the Cowboys in my parlay from the Magic Bucket yesterday where uh, it's plus 625. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out on Monday too. Which coaching staff would you rather have? Now, this is, I'm going to read some comments here. and I'm going to start with this one because this was just so funny. Titans, but can we switch head coaches? Jared, that's the purpose of this exercise is which coaching staff do you want? Don't say I want the Falcons coaching staff, but I want the Titans coaches or I want the Titans coaching staff, but I want the Falcons coaches. The question is, which would you rather have? Oh, Luke, there were there were people last year that said fire Vrabel and, and hire Arthur Smith. Like there I, were the- I, I had that. I don't know that I ever had that conversation like on the record, but I definitely had that conversation with people throughout. Oh, Pete, no, we, we've had we had that conversation on the record because people would comment that on the show. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's that's a very bold move to do. 
And again here, Charles, you're missing the point of the exercise. <laughs> We're, not saying, and peace. We're not saying pick three that you want to have together. <laughs> no, that would be the three. We would Everyone would pick. That. Yes, because that three took you to the AFC championship game two years ago. So, uh, all right. So, again, which would you rather have? Yeah. It's the, the trio <laughs> of Vrabel, Bowen, and Downing or the trio of Smith, Pease, and Ragone. Ant says he would rather have the Falcons because they have Dean Pease. Lewis says he would like the Titans. <laughs> Again here, can you mismatch? No, no you mismatch. Damn it, y'all. One or the other. Patrick says Falcons. Steven says Titans 100%. Keelan says Falcons. Let's see. David says Titans staff because of the roster they'd be coaching. That, <laughs> what are we, is that fair or foul, Austin? I don't know. Just Everything's going over people's heads. Like... <laughs> Lucas just says, <laughs> Lucas Burke says, people are so dumb in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm well, going to take, take the Titans coaching staff, except with Sean McVay as offensive coordinator yeah. and Kyle Shanahan as head coach. Yeah. I don't think people are dumb in here. I just think that people like to create their own rules <laughs> and just go by the beat of their own drum. Rob says in Titans, we, we trust. Uh, Josh says Titans. Other Josh also says Titans, barely. Bafford says Titans. Uh, let's see. Uh, Amy says Titans because Vrabel is a great head coach and great's too strong at this point. He's been very good in his three seasons. He has an opportunity to, uh, to, to grow on that. And Tom just says the Titans staff and Falcons colors. <laughs> Tom likes the black and red. Uh, and finally, I like this comment. Travis says Titans because Arthur Smith is in his first year as head coach. All right, Luke, it was your topic. You texted this to me like three days ago. You're like, I want to talk about this later this week. So here we are. It's game day. Who would you rather have? The trio of Rabel, Bowen, and Downing, or the trio of Smith, Pease, and Ragone? Like, I, it's so hard. Like, I... I hate myself for saying this, but I'm going to say the Falcons. Uh-huh. I knew you'd do that. I, I knew you would. And and this isn't maybe it's a little bit anti-variable, but it's a, it's about the play calling for me. And I always say that it's less about having an offensive genius. It's more about letting your players do what they do best or a defensive genius. And that's what Pease and Arthur Smith are so good at. They don't get in the way. They let their good players play. And I think that Dean Pease, without Mike Vrabel over his shoulder, we talked a little about the Wesley Woodyard comments yesterday. Yeah. You can go look those up. Uh, so Pease without Vrabel over his shoulder. I think Arthur Smith is, is a great uh, guy to run an organization, great like face of the organization. He's also a really good offensive schemer and play caller. Obviously, the Titans have the better roster, but that's not the, the conversation here. That's not the question here. I'm going to take, for their play calling abilities, and I think Arthur Smith can organize things just as well as Mike Vrabel can. I mean, this is the guy who had that terrible structure set up with Shane Bowen in 2020. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shane, or excuse me, I'm going to go with Arthur Smith and Dean Pease over Vrabel Smith, or excuse me, Vrabel uh, Downing and Bowen. And I know that the Falcons do have an offensive coordinator, but he doesn't matter a whole heck of a lot. Dave Ragone, Dave yeah. Ragone, who spent, uh, I think three or four years, uh, on the Titans staff with malarkey. Um, and then he was the, he was the quarterback coach and wide receiver coach on those Titans staffs. And then, uh, he was, uh, with the bears the last several years too. So Dave Ragone is not calling plays. Arthur yeah. Smith is. Now, Baffer just says, Zach, please come back. Luke is killing me. I, like with my takes. I, yeah, I, I guess he that. doesn't. Yeah, he, he commented that after you picked the Falcons coaching staff over Vrabel and so, the Titans. Let, let me respond to Steven's comment because yeah. he says, I knew Luke was going to say Atlanta. He doesn't think the Titans are in good hands with Todd Downing. I think the Titans are in fine hands with Todd Downing. But Arthur Smith got my vote last year for, for Pro Football Writers Assistant Coach of the Year. Like, he is the best of the best coming off an incredible season where he had – a 4,000-yard quarterback, a 2,000-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers. Arthur Smith is an exceptionally gifted offensive schemer. So I'm going with the proven over the wait and see. Yeah, but I'm but I'm going to go with the proven when it comes to the head coach over the wait and see. Because Arthur Smith, while he is a really, really good high-level play caller in the NFL and has showed that over two years, 
Um, he's never been a head coach. He's he's going through this. There's it's there's a difference in being a head coach and being a coordinator. And just because you're a great play caller doesn't mean you can be a good head coach. And so I'm going to go with the Titan staff with Vrabel, Bowen, and Downing. I, I you know Todd Downing had a bad run in Oakland, but I, I think that was more about the franchise as a whole with Jack Del Rio and the situation with them being infatuated with John Gruden and wanting to move on from that staff and Todd Downing. I think Todd Downing and Shane Bowen have a lot to prove and have a chip on their shoulder to go out there and prove themselves in both having second opportunities to do something at a high level. And and Mike Vrabel, you can, you know, dislike some of the decisions he's made, dislike uh, his kicking decisions, dislike how he has handled things in the past, how he handled DC in the past. But the fact is, the guy's won over 30 games in his first three years as an NFL head coach with the Tennessee Titans. And so I'll, I'll take Mike Vrabel, Bowen, and Don, Downing over Arthur Smith, Dean Pease, and Dave Ragone. Dean Pease is also retired now for a second time and has come out of that retirement. So I don't know what type of Dean Pease you're getting, and I don't know what Dave Ragone brings to the table. So I, I think you do know what Dean Pease you're getting. You're getting the same Dean Pease you've always gotten. I don't know, like, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, what's his motivation? Like, I, I don't know. To like, coach I mean, Ball, he doesn't need money. Yeah, I know, but he's retired twice. Like, what's made him retire twice? He's retired twice in the last five well, years. I, I think I know what made him retire the last time. Mike Grable. <laughs> oh man, maybe. And- and to your point about Arthur Smith not being, you know, being a first-time head coach, Frable being proven, I, I took that into consideration. It's why for a while I was leaning Titans with this. But the thing about Arthur Smith is he's not goofy. You know, these head coaches that are super play callers and then just disasters at head coach are always goofy. You know, think about um, Matt Patricia with the Lions, exceptionally gifted defensive play caller. He was goofy. He was sitting in press conferences telling reporters to fix their posture. And just, you know, he was a disaster, right? Hugh Jackson, super offensive play caller with the Cincinnati Bengals. He was Michael Scott with the Cleveland Browns. Like, Arthur Smith is not going to be that. Yeah, I I, I like Arthur Smith. Like, I think Arthur Smith's going to be successful. But again, like, when you're taking the whole group of everything right now, I'm taking the Titans coaching staff right now because they've, They've had experience together rather than, you know, Arthur Smith and Dean Pease have had experience together. Yeah. And I guess technically Arthur Smith and Dave are going work together and the Titans staff, you know, eight plus years ago at this point. But, you know, I, I still take the Titans trio over the Falcons trio just because they just hit the reset button in Atlanta. The Titans are, are figuring out how to take that super next step towards a Super Bowl. Now, if we were taking position coaches into account, I would have taken the Titans because I think the Titans have an exceptional crew of position coaches who consistently make their young players better. But yeah, And I have no idea who the Falcons position coaches yeah, are. I wouldn't know any way to evaluate right. that. A few people have said uh, that, that Zach will be getting a hold of me because I rounded up Corey Davis' yards to 1,000 when I said that they had 2,000-yard receivers last year. I I've yet to be contacted by Zach. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Zach is uh, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> I've only talked to Zach for like maybe a total of two hours this week, uh, where typically it's like eight hours a day. But no, Zach's doing good stuff out there in Dallas. Uh, so looking forward oh, looking forward to having Zach back uh, after next week. Luke will be uh, – next week's a big week, guys. And we've mentioned this some yesterday. I guess that was yesterday. Uh, but Luke will be in Tampa for the for practices on Wednesday and Thursday. So just a programming note while we've got your attention next Wednesday and Thursday, the morning show that we're doing right now will not be at 8 a.m. It will be around noon because the Titans and Bucks will practice during this showtime and Luke will be at those practices in Tampa. And so after those practices are over, Luke will jump on with me from his uh, nice hotel room that we've provided for Luke down there. And we'll knock out the show on what Luke saw at practice that day against the Bucks. So next Wednesday, next Thursday, the show will be around the noon time. But just still have to stick with us and make sure your live notifications are on uh, when it comes to that, because uh, you know you have like after 
uh, practice media sessions and all that for Luke to then do that work and then get back to the hotel, get the show set up and be ready to roll. So around noon team leader on YouTube says that's a good time. Okay. I'm glad team leaders on board uh, with that, with that plan uh, next week too, but it's going to be a good week next week, Luke, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the Titans uh, and we'll talk more about, why I think this is a, a defense that the Titans need to practice again in the Bucks against in the Bucks defense. So lots of fun stuff to talk about coming up with that. I'm really excited for all of that. All right, let's wrap up the week with Ain't That Good News every Friday. What is your good news this week? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. That is where you should go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways uh, that Renters Warehouse can help you out with your family by creating extra cash flows to help you get more income by renting out your property to others and letting Renters Warehouse, the pros, do all of the work for you. That's RentersWarehouse.com. Also, if you're in the renter side of things, they have a fantastic inventory across the mid-state when it comes to property to rent, whether it's a full home, duplex, apartment, condo, uh, townhome, whatever it might be, they've got you covered at RentersWarehouse.com. And I'm going to tell you again about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a great deal going on right now for you. You give them the promo code A to Z Sports that you see there on your screen when you sign up for the app. They give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, ain't that good news on this Friday, Luke? Do you want to start? Sure, I'll start. Actually, I'll, I'll, go, ahead and, I'll go ahead and read some because there, there's been some good news that have come in uh, right here. Aaron says his good news is that one of – his new station is getting a new chief meteorologist and excited about watching the, t- the Titans game tonight. So new weather guide there for Aaron, I believe in, in Arkansas uh, there. Uh, let's see more good news to read cam. Good news. It's football time in Tennessee. Good news. You get to see the boys play tonight, Billy football time in Tennessee. Uh, more good news. See his squad tonight. Uh, Dom. Good news. Officially yeah. done with his second degree. Congratulations. Yeah, big deal. David, good news. Finally have a chance to take the kids fishing on the kayaks this weekend. How about this from Ryan? Found out he's going to be a dad. That's awesome. I, I, that's great news uh, there uh, for Ryan. Kevin says wife just got offered a part-time so she can stay home with a six-month-old. That's a big deal. Team leader says new contract. A lot of good news this week. How about yeah. that? A lot of good news this week for uh, new jobs, new fathers, uh, new degrees, all that type of stuff. So now, Luke, I'll toss it over to you for your good news. Yeah, I, I was struggling to decide between two things. Uh, the one I didn't go with is my glasses situation finally getting resolved. You can hear about <laughs> that on, on this week's No Nonsense podcast. But what I'm going to go with is the Tampa trip. I'm, I'm super excited for that. I'm, I love the Buccaneers. Uh, Mike Evans and Devin White are two of my very favorite players in the NFL. So I'm, I'm pumped to go watch them. And also one of my good friends um, just moved to uh, Daytona Beach to take a a youth ministry job at a church down there. And I'm going to get to see him for a few days. So I'm really pumped up about that. Yeah. So Luke will be down there in in Tampa and then head over to Daytona for a couple of days too. And you'll be there for the actual preseason game itself uh, for Titans and Bucks. Jared said, just bought a ticket, tickets to the Titans Bucks game. Luke, let me know. If you need food, let him know. So Jared uh, you know, is. You know what I am excited about is I already looked it up. There is a Denny's in Tampa Bay, and so you, you big Denny's guy. Yes, I don't. Ever, I don't get to go very much because there's, there's not really one near Nashville. There's one in uh, uh, Fairview, but it's like a 25 minute drive. It's just not really worth it for. Why are you a big Denny's guy? I I just like the uh, the environment. I like the food. <laughs> And they've got the best eggs on planet Earth. That's hilarious. So when I was in college, that was when Denny's was doing their big marketing strategy about, I uh, forget what it was about Denny's, but they had like these great commercials. And in college, I was like, hey guys, let's go to Denny's. And everybody's like, no, we don't want to go to Denny's. Like, shut <laughs> up. And I just kept, I, it just became a thing where I kept peppering them with, hey, Denny's, let's go to Denny's, let's go to Denny's. And everybody hated, we never went to Denny's. And so I've never been to a Denny's before. I've always wanted to go to a Denny's. So maybe Luke, maybe you, me and you will have to go to Denny's sometimes. Yes. All right. My good news is uh, today is National Left-Handers Day. And mm. your boy is a lefty. And I'm telling you, whenever it's National Left-Handers Day or whenever you find an advantage in life, 
that's better for left-handers than it is right-handers. You always have to take advantage of that. So happy National Left-Handers Day. If I have any other left-handers watching the show today, let me know because it's our day to take advantage of it. They're on. There you go. I'm a lefty. National Left-Handers Day. Step up, everybody, because this is a big Jordan. AO, shout out to the lefties. Uh, shout out to the lefties. Donald says shout out to the lefties. Uh, go get them south, Paul. Aaron's left-handed. Thompson's left-handed. See, all these lefties coming out of the woodworks because everybody forgets about us. So, National Left-Handers Day. Everybody out there, enjoy National Left-Handers Day because it's our day right now. So, that is my good news for this week. Very nice. All right, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. Titans uh, game tonight against the Falcons, 6 o'clock. Make sure you stick with A to Z Sports Nashville.com for website reaction, social media reaction, everything. Uh, So we'll see you guys on Monday morning. Appreciate it.